Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Our Foundations podcast. My name is Joshua. I am your host. And today's episode will be continuing on with presentations from AgoraFest 2023. You will probably be very happy to hear that this is the final presentation with very bad audio. So the first few, like I've mentioned in the past and apologized for profusely, I believe, uh, they just have not had very good quality. We had a lot of audio issues and it just didn't really work out well. Now, this one is a catch-22 situation because the first seven minutes roughly of the presentation is even worse quality than the past two presentations. But after the seven minute mark, it's actually fairly decent. So if it is so bad that you just can't do it, skip ahead seven minutes or six and a half maybe by the time you realize that you can't take it anymore and you should be good to go from there. Now, this presentation is a little bit special because it is from a Mennonite speaker. There is a Mennonite community that we have some connections with through the Agora that uh, that I helped to run and a few other people are you know, friends and f- friends of friends, that kind of thing that uh, know this particular man, Kenton, and uh, the other folks in this community. And it's a decent sized community. And Kenton has a store that he runs there. It is set up as a PMA, a private membership association, which is really interesting. He also does pasture-raised, grass-fed cows and pigs and other meat that he has there at his store. Uh, He can do raw milk and things of that nature. So there are um, a lot of connections there that are in line with things that we like at the Agora that uh, we have discussed here on this podcast in particular. And so I thought it would be a very good one to add to the list here, not to mention the fact that he is uh, a Mennonite. And so he has a very interesting perspective and one that I think is definitely worth hearing and listening to. And so I wanted to make sure that we got this, even though, again, the audio is pretty bad. So uh, if it were anything else, just a random presentation I got a hold of or was a part of, I would probably not air this on the podcast. But since it is in the lineup for AgoraFest 2023, but also since it is Kenton and he is a Mennonite, you're not really going to get a chance to hear him or uh, many other Mennonites for that matter at all. That's just not something they really do. This is fairly special, and I want to make sure that you have a chance to hear it if you're interested. Again, the next few are pretty decent, uh, if not good, audio, and so that should be much better for everybody. The next presentation will be from a lady named Louise, and that'll be on self-sufficiency and homesteading and these kinds of things, sustainability. And then the next one will be uh, Lady Michelle Renault, who is with the Weston A. Price Foundation, among many other things. She's into lots of natural health, uh, things like homeopathy and that type of thing. And she gets into a lot of stuff related to that and diet and these kinds of things, raw foods, and just all kinds of super interesting stuff. Uh, Hers is really good. And then the final one is extremely good as well. And uh, that one is also oriented towards uh, natural health and just various aspects of toxicity and detox, as well as various ways that the body responds to and holds on to sickness and trauma and these types of things. And that one was, again, 
also really good. So you've got some really good ones coming up over the next few episodes. And also, the audio is really good for those as well. So uh, hang in there. If you haven't been able to take it, then I do apologize. But again, I felt like it was worth getting these out there for those that are interested and willing to go through it. And we will get away from the poor audio quality after this episode here. And we'll get into some good ones for the following three. And those will be the last ones. And then we'll get back into the regularly scheduled programming for season five. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. In our native tongue, we would say good morning. Who knows what that language is? Greg, you know? Dr. German. Some of you might say Buenos Dias. It doesn't matter how I say it, in my conviction, we not, we can't say the word without saying God's good. God's good all the time. The sun rises in the morning, I have to think of first lamentation and says mercy for you. So um, this morning after that I arrived here, I went down in the river and I was rocked out. Now, just a short distance ahead, it was a red boat with two overbearing fishing. And some of you may have heard how these two men were fishing. And it was an extremely good fishing spot. And so the one said to the other, Did you mark the spot? And he said, Well, yes, I put an X on the side of the boat. And the other said, Well, you idiot, what if we take a different boat out? <laughs> My name's Captain. We're up on the humble uh, plateau. We draw a straight line from Chattanooga to uh, from Chattanooga up to Cookville. We fall exactly half time the Hudson lines from where Bradley lives. And we, um, our family operates uh, the old Bell Lab General School. And we do have a private membership association for the market. Quite a bit of beef, pork, chicken that is grown in our church community there. Um, we uh, do a lot of processing on the site there for that, most of it in fact. And um, we, we market this meat out of store. We also put all Thank you. 
So um, we do operate outside of the system. Probably not so much uh, from a mindset, but from a conviction. It is a conviction that we are to be separate from the world, based on many scripture, the primary one maybe being Romans 1, where it said, Do not conform to this world, but be transformed and renewed your mind. So we um, we have a conviction of living separate from the world in, in the system. So um, we I do not know anything about insurance. We have absolutely no insurance. I have an eighth grade education. <coughs> Our ten children all have an eighth grade education, more nothing less. Um, we do not uh, we do not take our elderly to the nursing home and take care of our own um, at all times. We believe that to be the physical mom. We uh, you know, we do not use welfare or, or um, social security payments in any way. We pay into the system. We do not um, we do not uh, collect. So, um, I, uh, right now, at this time of the year, this spring, we're reliving um, a year ago when my wife and I spent uh, more than a month, more, more than a month, 12 days up in Indiana, in northern Indiana, caring for my father. He was inflicted with Parkinson's many years ago. Twice this week, I will send my sons later in the week. 
use. And, and that for, for that month that we had this hardware store uh, moving going on, uh, I had all the help that I needed and more because we have this conviction to help each other. So I will start going through this list that um, um, Joshua gave to me. Why live outside the mainstream culture? Let me back up. He, uh, he said, he's asked me further up here, he said uh, uh, that I am supposed to speak living outside the system, living naturally. And I decided to reword this a little. I like things that are short and sweet. So I decided to reword this to living in a world that has or surviving a world gone berserk. <laughs> surviving a world gone berserk. And um, so maybe that'll be the theme going through this. Why live outside the mainstream culture? Um, I think those questions have all been answered this morning already. We, we're living in a world gone berserk. And so uh, we need to, to find ways to uh, survive outside of this mainstream culture. Um, I've touched some of them already. We uh, um, grow our food naturally. All our, all our meat is raised outdoors in the sunshine and on green grass. Every animal that we process there, um, I'm, I'm not saying it never saw concrete under its feet. Maybe some of them did for a brief moment here and there, but it, they, they spend 99% of their time out on green, uh, green grass, where, where God intended them to be, where they, where they uh, thrive, and they're happy, and they're healthy. So um, that, is, uh, that is a conviction that we have, that that is the way that our food should be raised. Um, why live outside the mainstream culture? It, it's not working. We, we, we heard that already. Everybody raised their hand. It's going downhill. It's, it's misguided. It's misfocused. It's, uh, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no definite vision of any, anything that's sustainable. So um, I think those questions have been answered. Why we live outside the mainstream culture? Um, education. Um, I said, I mentioned that we we only do the eighth grade education, and I'm okay with learning. I, I love to learn. I love to uh, um, find out why things operate the way they do. Why things uh, don't work when they're supposed to work. And um, but we look at our eighth grade education as a as a way to learn how to learn. Uh, we would be um, fairly adamantly opposed to anything more than that uh, because we feel that is enough for how we choose to live um, to, to learn the basics. And it's, it's uh, basically we are learning, our, teaching our children how to learn and then we learn the rest of our life. Off-grid living, we uh, we as a church community choose to not to not uh, live inside the grid. We are off-grid, so 
many, if not all of us, had such a solar uh, system to some extent. Batteries, battery lights, uh, off the solar systems to um, to lighter houses. Um, no, uh, no switches on the wall uh, at our house. Everything is uh, everything is battery. Um, raising your own food. We definitely every every house in our church community would have a garden. We would. Um, um, Raise our own food. Not everybody would. Uh, not everybody in our church community would be totally organic, but most are. We, we, we endorse the uh, the system of raising food, where we uh, where we don't have to be dumping seven on everything. Crop rotation is a big thing to avoid the the uh, the pests that want to uh, that want to. Uh, Eater berries and such. There's, there's other things we can do. We can release beneficial uh, uh, insects that uh, ward off the, these pests that want to attack our food. Um, most of the uh, most of the people in our church community would do their own butchery. We do meat processing at our house for the meat that we sell at the store. I rarely, if ever, uh, process meat for our um, for our own church people. Uh, everybody does it does this uh, for themselves, for the most part. Um, structuring your business. We do have this legal PMA. I have a, a copy of that. If anybody wants to read it, uh, I will share that with with you. Um, this, this PMA that I got uh, an attorney to draw up uh, when we uh, started this this venture to sell weed four years ago there. What does it mean to live naturally to you? I, I pondered on this question and it, it goes deep, but uh, the first thing that, that comes to my mind is to, to live at peace, to just be at peace with, with, with our maker and with fellow man. Uh, if we harbor grudges and, and, and hate to anyone, it is going to it is going to hamper our well-being. That is a that is a fact that we cannot get around. We, we need to live in peace. And um, to me, it means uh, not going to the doctor. Believe it or not, um, it has been uh, probably 20 plus years that I've been to a medical doctor, and I don't know what it would take to get me back there. Uh, probably if I uh, suffered uh, trauma, got hit on the road or something, I, I would let them take me and, and operate or do what's needed. Um, but uh, to uh, to go to the doctor if I uh, felt something arising in my abdomen, I don't think I would do. Um, what is real food and how should it be raised and processed? Um, I talked about that a lot already, but uh, real food is food that is is real fuel for our bodies. And uh, we were made uh, out of the dust of the earth. 
as we read in, in Genesis 3. And um, real food sustains our bodies and fuels our bodies as our Creator intended. Um, it is, it is uh, interesting to me that if um, a scientist takes his microscope and, and observes how the, uh, the microbial activity in the human gut um, works, it is, it is much, much the same way as the, the microbial activity in, in a living soil would work. And there's a reason for that. We were made from the dust of the earth. And uh, so real food grown in real soil, uh, fueling real bodies, is, is the way that it should be. This is a conviction that I have uh, and have had for many years. Um, I will not go into uh, a lot of detail, but this journey of, of mine that, uh, that I'm still on, on, on uh, health and uh, healthy living and raising food organically and providing this for other people started more than 20 years ago with, um, with sickness that, that I couldn't explain. Went to the doctor, he couldn't explain it, but he gave me some magic pills that were supposed to fix this. And then I had side effects from that that um, were uh, anything but desirable. So I went back to him and he gave me other pills that created other side effects. And uh, this was a, a, a cycle that went on for um, a year or there. And finally I told him that I am reading about health and nutrition in a natural way and I'm choosing that route. And he told me, well, good luck. You won't have any luck with that at all. And uh, so I went on a, um, a series of fasts. I went on, um, I just totally changed diet and the way I, I ate, the way I, I thought about eating, the about eating, the way I, I thought about uh, um, living in general. And six months after that, I would have liked to bounce into his office and tell him, that doctor, that I uh, didn't know the person could feel as well as I'm feeling today. And, uh, but I, I knew that I probably could not do that in a, in a humble way, so I never did it. <laughs> so here, here's the big one. It's the last one on the list. How do you approach health and medicine? Based on what I just shared with you, um, we have in our house a library that would fill a section of a wall like that. Uh, and, and most of them are like books on human health and, and uh, diet and nutrition. And so I have, uh, I still have much, much to learn in this, but I have learned a lot. And I would just like to share some of, some of what I've learned. Like I said, I don't know what it would take to get me back to a doctor. I, I'd just like to share um, some experiences that we had. Um, about five years after I got on this organic bandwagon, we were, uh, we were living in Central Michigan at that time, and I had some cows get out on um, 
on alfalfa that had been uh, subjected to frost. This was in late September. And uh, unknown to me, this uh, created bloating. So we lost three cows that morning. And I was determined to save um, some of these, at least. I think we, we salvaged two of them uh, as far as getting a butcher. Um, but being in a hurry on a, on a warm summer morning, I cut myself. Cut, cut my finger a little bit. And, of course, I was... In, in these animals, and I got um, apparently I got some bad bugs in this. And uh, two days later, I noticed this finger was about three times as big as it should have been, and it was hurting. Uh, left um, left around uh, noon that day, you know, short runs. And by the time I came back, I realized I was sitting there and I had red streaks. So I knew if that went too far, I'd like to be over. But um, I uh, was too stubborn to go to the doctor, so I went out in the backyard and I gathered plantain. I gathered uh, burdock leaves. Um, there was a few other things that I gathered, but I, I took these leaves inside, took a hammer, crushed the leaves, got them uh, got them all crushed, put them in the hot boiling water, um, got this this potion hot, let it cool down, and I spent, by then the red streaks were almost up to the shoulder. So I, uh, I had my ice water, I had this, this hot potion of herb water, and I, I just forced myself to keep it, keep my finger in there, plunged it into the ice, back and forth. When I watched those red streaks recede, and all that the E. coli, whatever it was, um, actually the skin um, kind of opened up on that finger, it was so swollen, and those toxins that were pulled out of that open skin, not just the little cut, but the entire finger. And uh, the, the finger swelling itself didn't go down 100% that hour I was doing that, but I, I was no longer a sick man. Um, I could have cho chosen to go to the emergency room and, and go through the, uh, the antibiotic uh, regime, whatever they would have done to me there. I chose not to. I chose to do it naturally. Um, we have had uh, instances in our family where we, um, we've had trauma. We had two children that fell. Um, we were glad for the, for the medical society. We, we, we took our children by ambulance and the hospital, um, and the appropriate uh, measures were taken, surgery, whatever, to fix this. We are glad for, for that, that provision. But there is something inherently wrong with the way medicine is approaching human health. I have um, read that in some of the Oriental countries, the doctor gets paid to keep you healthy. And if the doctor ceases to do that, he is no longer doing his job and he ceases to be paid. Now, isn't that, wouldn't that be a better approach?
I mentioned fasting. To me, fasting is a very, very important part to staying healthy. Um, to me, no fiscal year should go around that I have not done at least one 10 day fast. Total stages from all food for 10 whole days. I have gone as long as 18 days without food. Um, I am a busy man. I have to, I think I have to keep working. So my fasts uh, uh, actually give me more energy, believe it or not, for the first week or so. Um, that 18 day one went the other way. And then that 18 days, I was like, I was dragging my tail. But um, at least a 10 day fast once a year, and ideally at least a three day fast once a month. Um, that is the best way to detox and stay healthy um, that I have found. Um, if, I, if I feel something not right in my um, digestive, whatever it may be, it's time for fast. If my knees are hurting, it's time for fast. I let my body heal when I abstain from food. Deep breathing. Deep breathing is another thing. I, I was busy this morning. I was up at before 4 o'clock making breakfast for the ones that are uh, for the store. For the, so the ones taking care of the store did not have to make my biscuits and gravy this morning. Um, I didn't get my deep breathing done this morning like I like to. So I, I went down to the river this morning. As soon as we arrived, I stood on that rock and I just, I just did a deep breathing. Just deep, deep, as deep as you can. And exhale as deep as you can. Uh, imperative to, uh, to, to um, get the oxygen levels up in your blood. And just, uh, too many, too many of us go through our day in a, in a, in a, in a rush and a hustle and we, we don't breathe deeply. We, we, we just breathe shallowly in our in the busyness of life. We need to stop and breathe deeply and, and reflect on God's goodness. So, um, there are many, many other things that, that we can talk about here. But I would just like to encourage all of you to, to reflect on the goodness of God, to um, to get out and, and grow your own life. Just get out and uh, and uh, work in the dirt and uh, and get a few chickens. There's a lot of people doing that nowadays. Get a few chickens. Uh, children need chores and. Uh, I just uh, am here to encourage you to do that. Uh, I, I tell people I'm on the moral path to help people, encourage people to, to live self-reliant and to grow their own food. We do offer pork classes and chicken classes at our place um, there uh, a couple times a year. Um, there's only so many people that we can uh, take at a time. But when we do processing, there are people that like to come, and uh, Timmy and his uh, family have been there for that. Um, so, if that's something you're interested in, you can ask when we're doing that again. Um, we would like to, people ask us if we, if we teach 
canning classes, we would love to. Uh, my wife has helped a lot of people. Um, we, even though I have our church community uh, working together to grow the food, I haven't gotten anybody convinced in helping to do more of these classes, so I'm a little bit limited on that. But, um, I think that the man, the little boy that went out on the seashore and was throwing the starfish that were washed up from the tide back into the water, and the old grandpa said, son, you can't, uh, you can't save all those. And he said, he threw another one in and said, but I made a difference for that one. And uh, no, I cannot, I cannot help the entire world. Hopefully I can help someone, make a difference in someone's life. And that, that's just my heart. And I think some of you have come to our store, a lot of you have. And uh, I always... Hated when when friends come in and I have a line that reaches from here to there, people waiting on the sandwich, something, and I don't have time to to talk with my customers. Um, so I, I beg your pardon and I ask you to come later at a time when they're not so busy, so we, so we do have a chance to talk and connect. Um, I am going to I know that. My time today may not be 100% up, but I'm going to leave off. We are a little running behind today anyways. I'm going to leave off with one more thought. I've got one more take-home message for you. And that is, I've been talking here, and we've all been talking about living in a world all deserve, living outside the mainstream culture and surviving this. And... Uh, the thing that I'm going to leave you with today is that we will not survive this reserved world. There is a better world awaiting, we have to uniquely accept the salvation offered from Jesus Christ. God has a GPS point for us, God's plan of salvation, and we need to accept that and make it our own make it our personal choice to follow Christ in our everyday life. And the benefits of doing this are eternal and the retirement So that was the talk by Kenton Martin from AgoraFest 2023. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, I apologize for the audio quality. I cleaned it up as best as I could, and it is much, 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 much better, infinitely better than it was. So uh, hopefully it was good enough for you guys to be able to enjoy it and understand everything. Again, the next three presentations, which will be the last three presentations from AgoraFest 2023, are much better quality in the audio realm. So with that, I want to say thank you very much for all of your support. Thank you for listeners that are listening. Thank you for ratings and reviews, anybody that has been willing to take the time to put those out there. And thank you very much for the supporters that support financially through Patreon mostly, but also Subscribestar. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, there are some perks for doing so, and that would be very appreciated. So thank you very much for all of your support of all kinds. I'm out. Until next time, peace. This has been our Foundations Podcast. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.